Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. On today's Pardon My Take, we have NBA champion, 14-year uh, veteran. Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to be an NBA champion, right? Matt Barnes. NBA veteran. Matt well, Barnes. he is a champion as well. Matt Barnes, very interesting discussion with him. We talked about his career. We talked about his relationship with Kobe, the flinch, KD versus Draymond. Uh, very, very, uh, oh, getting high before games. All of that and more with Matt Barnes. We have a little NBA playoffs, Fire Fest of the Week, some segments and FAQs to end the week and get us ready for Grit Week. Before we get to all of that, though, it's time to talk about the Cash Card from the Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store for a reason. The Cash Card is the most powerful debit card in the world and the only debit card with boosts, a money-saving feature you can't get anywhere else because Cash App invented it. Select a boost in your Cash App, swipe the Cash Card, and save 10% or more at Whole Foods, Shake Shack, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, Domino's, and coffee shops. If you want to go organic without paying for it, save 10% on every bag of groceries. With the Whole Foods Boost, it's not hard to spend $50 at Whole Foods, but it's easy to save $5 if you do. The Coffee Shop Boost takes a dollar off at any coffee shop, including Dunkin' and Starbucks. Buy 200 cups a year, save $200. It's that simple. Become a part of the greatest rewards program ever and get boosted right now. And the Cash App is bringing a great initiative for all of our AWLs back. If you download the Cash App and enter the referral code BARSTOOL, you'll receive $5 and they will donate and send $5 to one of our favorite charities, the ASPCA. Do it for the animals and be a lover. Download the Cash App today, enter code BARSTOOL, get some money, and save some animals. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by the Cash App. Put in code Barstool, and you get $5 and $5 to the ASPCA. Today is Friday, May 17th, and PFT, do you know what today actually is? Uh, No, I don't. 99 days until college football. I love it. 99 days. Don't give me that face. We've reached the double digits. 99 days until college football. Put that in your little brain and just think about it. Big time Bruins fan Hank over there just wants us to talk nothing but hockey today. Dude, when you get past the 100 days away from – when you breach the 100 Mm -hmm. till real meaningful football comes back, a little chill goes down my spine. I would even say that once training camp starts, but I'm talking that's real. Kind of football. I'm talking about records. That's kind of football. Yeah. Once hard knock starts, it's full mast. Okay. So people are probably like, "What the fuck? We just watched an awesome Warriors uh, Blazers game, yeah. which we're going to talk about. It was awesome. The Curries went off against each other, except Seth didn't really. He just hit a big three at the end. Can I just say uh, the narrative I'm going to get going is Seth Curry is the better pure shooter. Ooh. Than Steph Not Curry. True. 
The better pure guy. Okay. Steph, Steph has to create his own shot. Yeah. Seth is much better off the uh, off the pick. Ste- uh, Seth is is better away from the ball. Two feet better. in from the three point line. Yes, correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was an unbelievable game. The Warriors, dare I say, are even more fun than they were when Kevin Durant was going uh, bazooka on everyone. And I still, Kevin Durant, we have done a, a, a podcast switch on him just because. He uh, seems to be someone who will be a future guest and also talk shit and kind of seems cool. But the, the preemptive switch. The Warriors are a lot of fun to watch right now. And I'm going to say it. It's Draymond's team. There you go. It's Draymond. I, I, I don't mind that. I don't Six, mind Draymond getting a little bit of credit, a little bit of shine on the show. He had 16, 10, and 7, was everywhere. He is the heartbeat of the Warriors. He unlocks Steph Curry to score 37 points. He's looking skinny, too. He, yeah. Oh, Draymond, he's is, he's Draymond is nice, and he's toned it down. He's trimmed off all the fat. He like, does, he's like a big thing of brisket. He does the he's shack. Low and slow. He does the shack where he just gets in shape in season. Yeah. So he's he like, his, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get in shape on your dime. I like that. No wasted energy. Has mm-hmm. fun, relaxes in the off season. I don't mind Draymond being the new de facto captain of this team. Yeah, he was, well, he always has been. But this is it, it was an unbelievable game from him. Unbelievable game from Steph. And they, I'll hand up, they do play a lot more wide open without Kevin Durant, I'm, and it's fun to watch. I'm going to say um, the word that we're using for the Warriors is sudden. Sudden. They're very sudden. They well, make things happen suddenly. So the uh, the Blazers were up by what 15, 17, something like that. They're up double digits in the third quarter. And then I looked down at my computer, read exactly one blog, looked up. One single blog. One's a blog, and looked up, and the score was in three points, I think. Yes. So the score was 69-53 to 53 with 9-16 left in the, in the third quarter. When you looked up with 7-11 left in the third quarter, it was 69-66. Yep. They did it that fast. It was like Sunday. Clay 3, Steph 3, Clay 3, Clay 3. Boom, they're back in this game. And it's incredible how quickly they jump on you like that. And the Warriors, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, I think the Bucks warriors would be a good final. But I, I think so, series but we don't know. O-V-E-R, over. We don't know. I need a mom Sorry, cam. Blazers. I need a mom cam on Sonia all the time. Her reactions are pretty Dude, funny. I, I love that. horny there. You know what they need to know? Her, watching her reactions are oh. so funny. They need to have, like, uh, the win probability chart, mm-hmm. except it monitors who she loves more, Seth. Or Steph, as the game goes on. little extra for Steph, wouldn't you say? little extra cheering for no, Steph? No, for Seth. Oh, you thought so? I thought she cheered. She tried she a little too hard. to hit exactly. a couple shots. She's like, yeah. I love you too, honey. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that sucks because it was like the best game that the Blazers could have played for a few quarters there. Mm-hmm. And then it just all goes to naught because the second half Warriors are back. And the Warriors have defeated the Warriors. And we got that shot of Kevin Durant standing in the hallway, going over the stat sheet, mm-hmm. in his hoodie, being like, fuck. Hoodie KD. Fuck. You know what? He, he was just like, he was looking at it like it was a magic eye calendar. Just like staring at it, hoping that his name would pop out and be like, yeah. oh, I played tonight. I had 44. Yeah, I had forty. I gave him 44, 12, and 11. Yeah, so the other note I had wrote down from this game, Zach Collins, who is like, Weirdly, uh, I feel like NBA Twitter's like favorite little pet project who, you know, could be good eventually. And he's a young guy. He was very close to a trillion. So he played eight minutes. He had no points, no rebounds, no assists, two turnovers and five fouls. What was his plus minus? His plus minus was. I hope it was zero. It was zero. Yeah, that's really hard to do. Yes. 
Yeah, it was unbelievable. Two That's five thousand eight minutes. He almost is impressive. He almost had an eighty trillion. Yes, that holy shit. I don't know if that's been done in the playoffs before. Did I ever tell you about the time I fouled out? I set a league record when I was in high yes. school for the quickest foul out. Yeah, two and a half minutes. There you go. Yeah, but I knew my role on that team, and my role was to not to be foul playing, out as fast as not you could. get myself out of the game, fulfill the minimum minutes requirements on my league coach. Yeah, so that he could say, "Yeah, I got the shitty kid in for a little bit." And then get the hell out of the gym. And Dame Lillard uh, tried to shoot his way into this game, but like they, they just can't do anything. The Blazers can't do anything. It's just they're too good. Mm-hmm. They are too good. People are going to say, "Oh, I, listen." I know that people hate the Warriors, and I get the point that people will make, and it's a fair one because you're watching these Warriors, and you're like, "Why did Kevin Durant have to go and join these Warriors? It could have been a better league if he was somewhere else and a little bit more even around." But if you watch the Warriors play basketball and you're not like, this is fucking awesome, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's very I mean, I'm, si- I'm sick of them, but I'm also like, this is fucking awesome. I, I want to see what they do against Dubs the Bucs. Nation, shout out. I want to see what they do against the Bucs. Yeah. Because that's... So we're, already, a, we're advancing yeah, both. Yeah, we're moving them both to the finals. Yes. It's a team that they have... They haven't played against a team that's built like the Bucs yet. And so I would like to very much see that. Yeah, I mean, it will be... The, the Giannis is a special kind of guy and uh, like a totally different... Than everything else, and the let's move on to that game. So the Raptors did basically what the Blazers did tonight. They played perfect. They had Kyle Lowry had thirty points. He was unconscious, and you wasted your Kyle Lowry game. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get a lot of those. Yeah, but we got a Brooks Lopez game. Yeah, but you don't get a lot of Kyle Lowry, Lowry games. Yes, mm-hmm. the Brooks Lopez game was awesome. He was he he was actually doing like heat checks where he was thirty five feet from the back. It was the He's like, get it to me, get it to me. But Giannis didn't play well. The Bucks didn't play well, like for the first three quarters. Kyle Lowry was unconscious, and you still somehow lose by eight points. You know what, though? If I'm the Raptors, I'm okay with getting beat by Lopez, like because that's not something that you gain. I don't play. think at this state, though, like you, you're probably like but, I don't want to lose at all, especially yeah. with the Kyle Lowry game. But if Lopez beats you, it's like okay, you know, we did we did our job on Giannis. We did our job shutting down some of their shooters. We didn't plan for – we didn't have a contingency plan for one of the Lopez twins to step off the bench and give us 29. Well, it's just – it's. I mean, the Raptors are kind of screwed in a lot of ways, but, like, also watching uh, Miritich, who is one of the softest big men I've ever watched play when he was on the Bulls, like, get dirty and get offensive rebounds, that's a problem. When you get out-rebounded like that, that's a problem. So mm-hmm. the Raptors – Kawhi's going to have to just be insane like he was in the last series for them to survive this one. And that's not an overreaction. Even though it might be. Did you see that uh, that Canada is has been asked by Enos Cantor to guarantee his security from Turkish assassins Ooh. if they make the finals and the Raptors make a the finals? A little getting ahead. You're like getting ahead of yourself a little bit. So basically, the Raptors just hit up the Warriors and they were like, "Hey, just just play basketball really well." Yeah. And that way, we don't have to worry about you know spending all this money. On or they were just details. like hit up the Warriors like, "Don't worry about," or hit up the Blazers like. This, are you serious? Are we going to do like a second play? Are we going to do a, a yeah. bronze medal game? You know what? If I was Canada, I would just put a shitload of money. Nations can gamble, right? Yeah. Like your treasury department. Mm-hmm. Put all your loonies on uh, the Blazers to make the finals. And that way the payout that you get from that you can just use to provide extra security, extra security. for everybody. Yes. Yeah, Nations Gamble. It was called uh, two years ago when every male from 22 to 35 years old bought Bitcoin at the same time. Yep. That was Nations Gamble. That was pretty sweet. Uh, um, uh, the real important news. Yeah. Bruce Kipka. Yeah. Wait, wait. I have one more thing. Bruce, the, I have one Bruce, more thing about basketball real quick. Uh, the winner of the playoffs, I'm saying it right now, without a doubt, 
before we even get to like the finals, the finals MVP, Nick Nurse's goofy faces. That guy makes faces. Like I think he had that one gif that happened a couple weeks ago, went viral, and he's like, I'm the face guy now. He's demonstrative. Yes. I, I wish he sweat a little bit more. He's not sweaty enough for mm-hmm. my liking. Yeah. Uh, but we can work on that. That's something that can come with age. Yes. And I think playing in the great white north kind of takes away some of the sweatiness. Just fa- But listen, if you do faces, you'll stick around longer. You mm-hmm. have to have something that people are like, oh, that's – oh, Nick Nurse, the face guy? Okay. Yeah. He Agreed. could be a good coach. Pat Riley would have gotten fired seven times over if you didn't have the slick back hair. Right. Is it, you have to have a look. Yep. You have to have a look. P, you know, Phil Jackson just handing out books and smoking weed, that's a look in its own way. P.J. Carlissimo getting choked, that's a look. Yeah, having a big red neck all uh, the time. So who got hit with the ball in the face? Was it Scott Brooks maybe got hit with the ball? It, no. Someone else got hit with the ball in their face. Doc Rivers has the voice LeBron. thing. Doc Rivers got has the voice. You, if you uh-huh. have something that people can be like, oh, yeah, Pop has the I'm arrogant to every sideline reporter ever, you need something that people can just, the casual thing, and be like, oh, yeah, Nick Nurse, the look guy. Can I suggest this? Joe Prunty has ties. Joe Robert Prunty Rivers. has the ultimate Van Hoosen collection. Yes. He just he goes dummy at Coles. I yes. learned that phrase, going dummy at he some goes, places. Pretty he cool. goes mad dummy. Mad oh, dummy. Yeah, mad dummy. Uh, so wait, yeah, Nick Nurse. My suggestion for his look: wear scrubs on the sidelines. Yeah, that would work too. Or a stethoscope. Yes, and just be like, I just came. I'm the nurse. I just came from a 24-hour shift. I am the nurse. Second time we brought up nurses this week. Shout out nurses. Love them. Uh, okay, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka shot a course record sixty-three. He's on the He course record at Bethpage Black. He blacked out. He was fucking bored out there. He's like, this is this is stupid. I'd rather be sitting on my couch watching basketball. And he was like, I got to get out of here. So he shot a 63, wasted very little energy out there. And maybe more impressive, he did that in the same grouping as Tiger. Uh, yeah, actually, the announcers bad defense, said. Bad defense by Tiger The today. announcers said it's Brooks Kepka's group. Who's oh, man? Shit. They were like, here comes Brooks Kepka's group with Tiger Woods in it. And on top of all of that, shout out to Brooks because I'm pretty sure after we basically were like, hey, there's nothing we can make fun of you for, and you're perfect, and blah, 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 blah. He wore the ugliest fucking shirt I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So good job by you, Brooks. Thank Weird. you thank you for wearing such an ugly shirt. That was, I feel like that was just a personal shout-out to us. Like, hey, guys, you thought I was perfect? No, I dress like a blind person. He had a weird hat on, too. Yes. And, and you know, credit to him. He told us he was going to cut those bangs off. He did. He cut the Bama bangs right off. No he swoop. He did. Spiked it up a little bit in the front. Yes. God damn it, Brooks. He was so good. A course record. At Beth- and Brandon Ch- uh, Brandel Chambliss. Mm-hmm. Cha- uh, Chambliss. Brand- Candice Chambly, suck our dicks. Yeah. Sorry, we don't say – no, don't bleep that. Suck our dicks, dude. There was a headline today that said – I think it was Wall Street Journal. Thanks for crediting our interview, by the way, Wall Street Journal. Uh, but the headline said, Brooks Kepka gave Brandon Chambliss Ch- – Brandis Brandis Chambly the finger for four and a half hours, which, I mean, hey – that a lot of people wouldn't mind getting the finger from Brooks for about four, four and a half, and a half hours. hours. That's a long time. Brandis is going to be mighty sore tomorrow. Yes, he's got the rice bucket, so mm-hmm. he does it. Yeah, he <laughs> got that grip. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know who Brandis Chambliss is. So. Chip, Chips and Brambley. Chambly Baristis. What a shitty name. I mean, it's get just a better the worst. name, dude. Dude, your name sucks. You just got sunned. Yeah, at Beth Page Black. <laughs> 
Have some. The only thing I know about how to rank golf courses, besides the fact that like the U.S. Open will always fuck with you, uh-huh. and the British Open is filled with a bunch of guys that are just pounding scotch in the sun all day. And they played on like a, just a beach, yeah, with it, a little bit of moss. Exactly. Is I, I rank them in order of how hard they were on Tiger Woods golf back in two thousand and three, mm-hmm. and Beth Page Black was a really hard one. Yes. So I, I'm told this is an impressive sh- score by by our friend Brooks Kepka. And they also have that sign that says like the black course is very very difficult. Yeah. It's Intimidates. Yeah, they act like it's a ski slope. Yeah, that that you're going to crack your head open if you go down. Like you're going to get so mad by the fourth hole that you're going to commit seppuku with your driver. Yeah, Brooks just blew up your fucking mountain. Yeah. Um. So that was our Brooks. That was our talking golf. That was that was as aggressive a a golf talk as you'll get on any podcast anywhere. Brooks. Also, John Daly was late for his tea time and was drinking uh, diet cokes from McDonald's in his cart. Drove a cart all day. Jesus Christ, that guy, man! They should have given him a specialty horn on there that played like the auga, like the yeah, old timey like, car horn, or something like the. Uh, oh no, who does the? Uh, you think about the General Lee? Yeah, yeah. You or, think it should it should have played Dixie? Probably not. Interesting. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about um, the Sopranos when uh, I think Paulie has the Godfather song as his as his horn button. I could have wished, or I wish that that Daly would have done the thing where he just drove over his playing partner with a golf cart, just a, just as a classic gag. Just two years ago, viral, almost yeah. killed you. Go reviral, and then everybody would be like, "That's classic John Daly, man." It would have been funny. You don't get it. You don't live on Instagram. You don't understand how funny this video <laughs> used to be. All right, hockey, Hank, go. That was actually going to be my fire fest of the week. The Blues getting hand passed to death. No, that just sucked that the- for the Blues fans. Not that I, I, I'm happy that the Blues lost. But that sucked for the Blues. Yeah, it was tough. That was, I mean, obviously I'm a casual hockey fan. I was watching that game. I had bet on the Sharks, so I was like happy. But I was, I was stunned, and I felt like if I was a Blues fan, I would, I would still be, I would still be bitching. Mad yeah. forever. Tough to give that one up. Yeah, it was blatant too. Blatant. It wasn't even. He didn't even try to conceal it. He was. It looked like he was swatting a fly. And they can't like the fact they couldn't review that. What's going on there, Hank? Mm-hmm. You watching something? Is there a segment? Yes. Oh, there. <laughs> okay, that's nice. That's 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 Polly Walnuts <laughs> horn. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, is there a saying in hockey puck don't lie? Uh, I don't think there is. You should. They should start that. All right. Here's the only thing that I'll say though. Like people were comparing it to the Rams and the uh, Saints. First of all, the Blues. You gave up a goal with a minute left. Okay, you had the game won. You gave up a goal with a minute left. Second of all, if that goal doesn't happen, who's to say the Blues are still going to win the game? You know what I mean? It's, right. You still have to win overtime. So. It sucked. They got screwed. It was a travesty. They have every right to throw a bunch of trash on the ice or St. Louis pizza. Same thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it like what? St. Louis people are so weird with the shit that like I'm. I, some of them learning. Like if you call yeah. Panera Panera, they're like, no, it's St. Louis bread St. company. Louis bread it's like, company yeah. Yeah. no, it's it's called Panera. No, yeah. it's St. Louis bread, and they slice their bagels like yeah. lengthwise. But they did get screwed. So. They did, I mean, I don't know what else to say. You got screwed. Big time. Big you time. Big time. To, and, and this whole, like, the NHL wants the Sharks in the final because of Joe Thornton. That's it, that's a stretch. Yeah. Listen, I love conspiracy theories as much as the next guy, but when you're saying that the NFL needs San Jose yeah, the NHL needs in, San in the Jose, finals yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to get higher ratings, yeah. I think you're on a sinking ship there a little with that bit. argument. A little bit. So, Hank, you're, you're Bruins. You want to do Firefest? Oh, we're going to Firefest the your league. Bees. Let's go. Oh, okay. I'll start. Hockey Hank. Uh, my fire fest of the week is that the Celtics lost, so they ruined the Boston. Oh, oh, that sucks. That sucks, Hank. I'm sorry. What happened to the, the Hurricanes? 
That was a PFT. Uh, Hamilton the pig. That was a fucking. The Capitals thrashing. beat him up too bad. That's that's exactly what happened. Uh, Hamilton the pig. R.I.P. Yep, you pig, gotta die now, pigs bro. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Yep. If they don't you kill got that, too fat and happy. If they don't kill that pig, they'll never win anything. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a fact. You know what? I'm gonna go on a pig murdering spree until you actually put that pig down. I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat bacon every day. Yep. Until that pig's dead. Yes. Uh, but the only thing to really worry about is the rest versus rust situation. They got a lot of time off now. Oh, you're still doing this? What? Oh, I thought we had moved on because we started making funny we're jokes. We're making fun so. of the yeah. We're, we're making funny jokes. We're doing our podcast. A different fire but fest. Now you think that well, it was in the middle of my it's tough that yeah, fire fest. Gonna, so, but we, we so wait, and I wasn't finished. Stuff. You know what we should do? We should do like so a, I thought an ongoing finish. We should do then, an ongoing power ranking of what Boston sports fans' biggest struggles currently are. Right now, the Boston sports fans' biggest struggle is that they won their conference final too quickly. Yes, that's number one on your fire list. fest of the week. Jesus yeah. Christ! Do you have any others? Uh, what was my other one? Oh, I mean, this is another one. You it's tough. Fucker. No, I mean this is this is tough. Okay. Very very relatable. Uh, commuting during rush hour. Oh, so we had yeah. a we had a A Rod Corp shoot early this week. I had to I was on the train at like eight a.m. I had a bunch of equipment with me. Oh, I had to wait like it was so busy at my train station. I had to wait for four trains to show up before I could even get on. Oh my god! Because it was like it was so packed. They just the, looked at you. The and train like, would not today. The train would pull up and it was already. What do we say to the trains? The train not of death today. What do we say to the train of death? Yeah, not today. Um, but yeah, that was it was it was it, it was brutal. That is one thing that is it, like you said, it's very it's not relatable whatsoever. But we never travel. Well, it is relatable for people that commute during rush hour. Right, it fucking sucks. Right, you, your life sucks, dude. Yeah, ours. We don't. We We're never, very lucky. We never. We are very lucky. We commute at the most off hours. We commute at ten a.m. and midnight. Yeah, if, when we go home, there's like two people on the train. Yeah. yeah, they're either drunk and throwing up, or they've shat themselves already. Yes, uh, but there's only two people, so you got some leg room. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I got I got a similar Firefest tank. Uh, you, I'll go and you, then you go PFT. Okay. okay. Uh, so well, first of all, my first Firefest is Anna Kendrick unfollowed me. Oh no. Whatever. Oh. Okay. Whatever. It sucked. Okay. Sure. Right. I even went to the gym yesterday. So if you think I'm like really feeling it, it's because I got a workout high. Mm-hmm. Twenty four hours later. Now, do you think that it's because she accidentally followed you? No, I think it was or a Kevin think- White mixtape after like seventeen straight Bulls tweets. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, that might have done, and, it. And or it was the fact f- that you brought attention to it, and then she was like, "Why are well, all these people blowing me and up?" Also, uh, our friend KB No Swag pointed out something uh, that she follows like 300 people, and they're all like the Hollywood type that don't tweet a lot. Mm. So it was not only the 17 Bulls tweets, but I'm pretty sure that was her entire timeline. Just like 17 you know, tweets within tweets. two hours yes, in general is a big a red flag. Right. She's like, whoops, that yeah. was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, she jumped so, right in the deep end. Yeah, my other Firefest of the week was, Hank, I got uh, sneezed on on a train. Yeah. So if I die soon, that's why. That's brutal. On my the back of my neck. So thankfully it wasn't mouth to mouth. Well, Spin Zone, they made you stronger because they got their germs on you. And now you have more immunity. It was so fucking disgusting. I didn't even look. I didn't even turn around because if I knew I turned around and I saw the person and they were like, you know. They they probably like had they probably had like leprosy or something, mm-hmm. and I was gonna just be like, all right, I'll just I'll just die right now. So I didn't look, but that person's probably very very sick, and they sneezed. You don't sneeze on a train. Did you say God bless you? No, I just so went you, like this. Ugh. So they're going to hell. So you had your Good. revenge ultimately. Yes, I ha- I have my revenge on that person. Whoever mm-hmm. you are out there, don't sneeze on fucking trains. That's bullshit, don't you think? Well, sometimes you can't control it. 
Sneezing's are sneezing's tough. It's not like I, I'm. I'm curious. I want to know if there's any like stat- statisticians out there. Yeah. How many people die per year driving while sneezing? Oh, Ooh, that's a good question. I've got to have my pants like, while sneezing while driving. That's got that's almost it. dying. Yeah, that's yeah. almost. If there's like hundreds of millions of people in America. There's got to be at least you know thirty. If there's a if there's hundreds of people in America, there. Let me do the calculator. There are more than hundreds of people in 30 America. Million? No, Three, yeah, 30 million? No. 30 million. I said, I said million. hundreds of million. Yeah, you said hundreds oh, of million. Oh, I thought you said hundreds of people. How many people? Do I think? Yeah. I, like at least 30. 30 million? No, 30 people die from Oh, sneezing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. From, yes. I said hundreds of million. We're I thought, terrible I thought, with our math yeah, right now. From SWI? 30, yes, I'd agree. Or sneezing while crossing the street or something like, or doing something just really stupid mm-hmm. while sneezing. Sneezing on a ladder. How many people die? At least one person this year has sneezed while standing on a ladder. I'll bet you somebody's died from sneezing while using a Q-tip. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Goes right in. Yeah. Sneezing while standing next to a ledge. Yeah, sneezing while thinking about jumping over the ledge. Right, and then you And sneeze. then it, it makes up your mind for you. Right. That's well, not, Yeah. How many people do you think have died at Fortnite while sneezing? A lot. Like, died in the Fortnite game. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, tons. 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 Hundreds of Very millions. dangerous. Yeah, for Practice sure. safe sneezing. Yeah. Um, my fire... Are you done with yours? Yeah. Okay. I got sneezed on. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think you really... Like you, no, I get brushed it. over. You I've know. been sneezed like, on Like, you're going to die, too, because you're close enough to also, me. Also, if PFT got sneezed on, his hair would block it. That's true. That's why I grow it. I got sneezed on, dude. I don't know. I would tough. like you to at least show a little bit of, like... Here's the thing. You At least you got sneezed on the back of you. And so you didn't have to smell the doesn't other person matter. sneeze. It Smelling doesn't. another person sneeze is the worst sensation known to man. I, I got sneezed on. I know it's tough. Okay, it's tough. Do you need some? And it's not C? even fucking I got flu vitamin. season. I got vitamins. That's when you know it's you know when you see like a raccoon out during the day and you're like that raccoon's fucked up. Mm-hmm. They got rabies. They're out in the day. When someone sneezes in like May, June, July, August, you're like, what's wrong with your immune system? I might just become it's not the flu the, season. I might just become like a, a lot of Asian countries. It's common courtesy to wear masks yes. in public mm-hmm. so you don't get other people sick. I might lead by example and start that here. Unrelated, but kind of related. Except wear it over my butt so they don't smell my farts. Do you think it'd be a weird move if I started using an oxygen tank? Yeah, it's a little early. I'd okay. say a little early in life. But like that high you get when you go into a Vegas casino. It is nice. Like what? And I also probably would get preferential treatment. If you just wheeled around an oxygen tank? Correct. With That's true. Yeah. People would get would out be, of your way. And I'd be thinking at a way faster speed than everyone else. It'd be like... It'd be like uh, limitless. Yeah, no. It'd be like plugging into the wall of the internet instead of getting the Wi-Fi. You know what you should do? You should you should just straight up do the oxygen tank and an IV, so your body's super hydrated all the time, like one of the IVs on wheels that you mm-hmm. carry around with. And it. a catheter. Yeah, and a catheter, so you're, <laughs> you're super, super hydrated at all times. Just put me in a coma. You've got oxygen just <laughs> coursing through your veins and your brain. Your body is it's operating at optimum speed. Right. I can't speak. I can't do anything. No one's going to want to talk to but you. But my brain is working so fast. But if they scary. did talk to you, yes. you would just run them in circles with your argument. I think and superior logic. At least try this for a couple days. And a diaper. Just not not, how, not a catheter. How fast my brain can work. Yeah. <laughs> just shut everything else down except my brain. I like it. All right. Fire uh, Fest. My fire fest of the week is Chernobyl. Oh, wait. No spoilers on season on episode two. I haven't watched. Okay. I watched I assume, episode two. I assume that... The plant blowing up was bad. It was not good. Okay. So Chernobyl happened don't spoil it. in 1986. <laughs> um, it was actually literally a fire fest because all the officials were staying in tents. All the meals were poisoned. The dogs there, – there were no, no, sw- no, 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 there no, were no, no swimming pigs, but there were dogs that carried radiation poisoning okay, on them. Don't do that with the dogs. I'm just saying if you're going to see it. 
So it was literally no, no. a fire fest, and I, I love watching it because everybody talks with a British accent. They're Ukrainian. Which makes no sense. They're like, oh, oh no, hey, the bloody, the yeah. bloody cooling tower broke up. It could, it shot be the call. It yeah. shot, it just possibly shot. Could they not teach him how to do a Russian accent? Well, I think it all goes back to Hunt for Red October when they had Sean Connery playing the Russian guy, and he was right. like, I'm Sean fucking Connery, and I'm a call me bastard. It's so stupid. I don't know why they did that. Because we're dumb, and I don't understand that people are upset if they're cussing in a different language. Yeah, but it's just like it, when you see Russia, you feel Russia. I want to I hear ru- the Russian accent. Well, the entire landscape has a Russian accent because every time a movie is supposed to be set in Russia, they just find the grayest place possible. Right. They're just like, they, just oh. go, they just go like northeast Ohio. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. They either go there or like Toledo or someplace like that, and they're like, it's bleak, so it's Russia. We don't have to actually speak Russian right. or have Russian accents. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching Chernobyl. It's pretty good. Wait, where's your fire fest? Just Chernobyl. The oh, city, that, the that, city the of Chernobyl was is, was yeah, an yeah. actual fire yeah, fest. Dude, hey, listen, I'm telling people. Everyone knows that I am like obsessed with uh, uh, abandoned stadiums, theaters, whatever. Go look up right now. Google Chernobyl present day. It's awesome. You can take a tour of it's Chernobyl. Awesome. I don't know why you would. Like That's, everyone just left. So I, there's like there's like Ferris wheels and shit still up. There's mm-hmm. classrooms. Abandoned Chernobyl pictures are awesome. Do you think that it's the most white people problem ever to like take a tour over to Chernobyl? What do you mean? Like that's something that only white people would do. Yeah, there was some some woman did it. She took her she she drove like a bike. She took all these pictures. I'm no, pretty sure she died. Yeah, they have tours that will get you close to where things happen. Why risk it? That, because you're white. Yeah, I guess and that's so. that's what a white a that's the whitest. Vig- it's like poverty tourism. Jack should go over there. Yeah, that's probably he's probably going to go over there next to like yeah. gain the powers of a small. Di- he's going to try to turn himself into like Spider Man. He's going to find a spider in Chernobyl and let it bite him. Until he gets powers to shoot webs out of his fingers. If you were serious about dunking, you would go over there with your shoes. Dude, these shoes are basically radioactive anyways. You see these? Yeah. Uh, My other fire fest of the week is Mike Greenberg committed. um, He snitched on his dad. What? Mike Greenberg snitched on his dad this morning. What, he ate like too many grapes? No, he was talking about the Jets Oh, back in the day and where he first learned about being a true Jets fan after all the stuff that's gone down this week. Uh Uh-huh. And his dad got so mad watching the Jets one time, watching them collapse. Do you know what his dad did? He said, gosh darn it. He snitched on him. No, worse. He threw a pillow out of a 20th story window. <laughs> oh, no. He threw a pillow out of a window. I and mean, that's, hey. that's when he learned what true frustration is. Isn't that the most Mike Greenberg thing of all time? He's like, my dad used to get so mad when he's watching the Jets, he would just rip shots of whole milk. He he. So... Has he been holding on to this story for like 25 years? Yeah, I think he said something like the statute of limitations is passed now. Oh, my God. What can you, a weenie. Can you imagine walking down the street and getting hit with a pillow? You'd be like, weenie. thank you. Yeah. Like, oh. I'd probably just take a nap on nice. the sidewalk. Although, Good idea. if you drop it from high enough, it's like a penny from the Empire State Building. The pillow will run directly through your head? Yeah. That's terrifying. That's the most yeah. comfortable way to die. Yes, absolutely. Maybe his dad was just sneezing, holding the pillow next to the window. And he killed a man. Screaming into the pillow and throwing it out. Yeah. What a ridiculous story. <laughs> that's your that's your hero. Yeah, it is. It's your number it is, one but, hero. But it's a fire fest because Greeny implicated his father in attempted murder, I would say. Unreal. Yeah, someone definitely got hit with a, a couple like uh, down feathers that day. That'd be tough. And they've, and they've never thought. I hope someone comes forward and like, hey, I remember that. Back in 1972, I was walking down 6th Avenue. 
Got hit with a pillow. <laughs> a pillow hit me. Oh, fuck. I, that had a big embroidered G that yeah. left an imprint on my forehead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hank, what do you think weighs more, a pound of rocks or a pound of feathers? Hmm. Good. All right. Okay. That was quiz. Quit. Nice quiz. You nailed it, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Proud. Okay. All right. Before we get to Matt Barnes, a quick word from our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company, so they're not just some big corporation that overcharges you for shades. And everyone knows sunglasses are way overpriced anyway, so Shady Rays is out to do it differently and give people a lot more bang for their buck. PFT's a sunglass guy. I'm yeah, a sunglass guy. Everyone's a sunglass guy. And we've been wearing Shady Rays for a while now. They've sent it to us. The craziest thing about Shady Rays is the warranty, though. They told us it is the best warranty in all of eyewear. There isn't anything stronger. You must be saying, what? No way. Well, guess what? Free replacements if shades are lost or broken for any reason. It doesn't matter what happens. Dropped in the ocean, lake, anything. They'll replace it. Try that with your high-priced shades and see what they tell you. Uh, plus, the quality of every pair is guaranteed for life. If you ever have any craftsmanship issue, they'll replace them at no cost to you for life. And even with that strong of a warranty, they'll manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn. Lenses looked perfectly clear, and most Shady Rays are just 45 bucks. So go right now. Listen, I've been wearing them. I love them. They look cool. they got a bunch of different styles, and exclusively for our listeners, they gave us the best deal they have to offer. This is a Black Friday-level deal. Hank, a Black Friday-level deal. Yes, it's true. PMT, use code PMT for 50% off two or more pairs. Buy one, get one free. That's called BOGO in the business. You can get two pairs for $45. You get two different. You get maybe an, uh, an afternoon pair, a, a morning pair, a, like lunch pair, a dinner pair, whatever you want. It's summertime. Shady Rays is the best deal that Shady Rays offers exclusively for us. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Use code PMT for 50% off. Two or more pairs, buy one, get one free, and you can do it. You can get two pairs for $45 at ShadyRays.com. Go check them out right now. You will not be disappointed. We also are brought to you by our friends from Bombfell. What is Bombfell, you're probably asking? Well, I'm asking the same thing. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. You complete a simple quiz, and then you're matched one-to-one with a dedicated personal stylist. Bombfell never changes above or charges above retail, offers free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit your stylist picks before your order ships. It is so easy, and you don't want to be that guy who has to go shopping. Shopping sucks. It sucks. You go there, you you walk around, you get tired, you stand. If you got a fat gut like me, it's the worst. But Bombfell makes it easy because Bombfell sends your clothes handpicked by you. Your very own stylist, that is, based on your style, size, and budget. Every month, your stylist will email you with your selections, after which you have 48 hours to make any changes to your order or even cancel altogether before it ships, and you're totally you're in total control with the process. And guess what? Uh, we've started using Bombfell. We like it. You can get everything set up. I have a, I have a stylist now. I have a personal stylist now. I can tell. Yeah. You, you looked tell. like shit before. Now I, you look great. I look great. So... Go check them out right now, bombfell.com slash take, bombfell.com 
slash take. It's an exclusive offer that we're only giving to you guys right now for $25 off your first purchase at bombfell.com slash take. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash take. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash take. Do it right now. Bombfell, open and close. That's pretty cool. That was a good opening Open and close. Suggested end the read by using our tagline, Bombfell, open and close. That's beautiful. That's fucking genius, That's Bombfell. I'm going to tip my new Bombfell cap when it comes to you, Bombfell. Bombfell.com slash take. Okay, here he is, Matt Barnes. Okay, we now welcome on NBA champion, Matt Barnes. Does it feel good to still have people say that, introduce you like that? To me, uh, to be honest with you, I don't really don't count that championship. I think, you know, obviously through the process of my career and everything I accomplished, I earned it. But I got hurt going into the playoffs, and I'm always someone that, like, I don't, I've never been given anything, you know. So to me, I always wanted to earn it. And I felt like because I wasn't out there, you know, on the court with my guys sweating and fighting, that I, it was kind of really just a it, it was given to me. Right. You know, so, I mean, appreciate the opportunity, you know, the rings. And I, I think the best part about it was my, my twin boys got to experience it. But I don't really ever refer to myself as a champion or wear my ring. But come on. It's better to be introduced as, as NBA champion than, uh, like, 14-year 14, 14 <laughs> NBA vet, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it has a nice ring to it, you know. But to me, like, as far as just... My mentality and the way I've always gone about things, like I kind of felt like that was given to me, so I don't really... Okay. I, I kind of like it. If I were in your position, I definitely would not have that same attitude. <laughs> I would be rocking the ring everywhere I go. Yeah, no, it's crazy because everywhere I go, like, where's the ring? I'm just like, it's at the house. Where yeah. So, at the house. So what is your biggest accomplishment to you personally? I think uh, basketball-wise, yeah, yeah, I think just lasting as long as I lasted. You know, being a second-round pick, getting cut, having to go to the D-League and then really grind my way through... Um, it was an amazing journey and being able to play that long, play with that many Hall of Famers and have the fun and travel the world. That that was probably the best part about it all. So yeah. So let's start there. You were a second round pick, what was it forty second overall? Yep. Forty sixth. Forty sixth overall. Yep. Yeah. Who's counting? Yeah. Uh, so you weren't supposed to make it. No. Nah. Like the people that get drafted in that position generally don't. Right. You can't you went to uh what, the D League, uh-huh. then to the A little a- stint the with like the ABL. I don't even know yeah. who we were taking bus trips to Juarez, Mexico, messing Damn. with the cartel. And, yeah. uh, you know, and then I got called up to the Clippers. Actually, I got a tr- chance to play with Dennis Rodman for a second on that uh, ABL team, which was really cool. Wait, Dennis uh, was in Juarez? Uh, he didn't go uh, He didn't go to Mexico with us. He played a couple games in L.A. with us. I got was going to say, he would be pulled over at that checkpoint <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 times out of 10. <laughs> right. yeah. so, right. so at what point did you realize, I can do this, I can make it in the NBA? Um... It probably wasn't. I always had the belief in myself, but I never really got the opportunity. Um, you know, my fr- I got called up to the Clippers, played well, um, and was supposed to actually sign a two-year deal, which was kind of my fault. But uh, growing up in, in in Sacramento, I was a huge Laker fan, but then kind of became a Kings fan, and that's when the Kings were relevant. And Chris Webber is one of my favorite players, and I always got a chance to go back and work out with him in the summertime because he'd be in Sacramento. So played well and I was doing the same thing working out with him in the summertime and uh he's just like you know you need to come play here and this is why they were you know still trying to dethrone the Lakers and I did that and then unfortunately I think right before the trade deadline ended he and I got traded to Philly and that was a disaster I'm glad I took a bunch of weed with me because all I did was smoke (laughs) weed the whole time and just chilling chilling my chilling my condo so you said that you said that your best games in the NBA were high yeah, I smell. I was, <clears throat> I I got caught twice. Oh, in the NBA, you get three strikes. So I had like 
2.75 strikes probably because uh, you're allowed to turn yourself in one time. So they let me turn myself in twice actually because uh, I was going through some stuff. But um, I was just able to kind of maneuver my way through the years and understanding, you know, smoking and then being able to detox fast enough, um, yeah. you know, st- eating clean and drinking a lot of water, staying in the steam room. And I was able just to manage it. So would you smoke right before the game and then just be like It wouldn't in the be zone? right before the game. So what it was is like we'll have like a, on a game day we'll have a 11 or 12 o'clock shoot around. So we'll walk through stuff for about an hour. And then um, a- after that I would go home. I'd smoke a joint. Then I would take a nap. And then I'd wake up, shower, eat, and bounce. So okay. it wasn't like right before. Yeah, it was yeah. probably within like four or five hours of the game possibly. Yeah. Did you so. ever get any pushback from your coaches or your teammates that didn't like you doing that? <clears throat> no one really knew. It wasn't something that I was really – because it's, you know, it's illegal basically. You know what I mean? So I had a couple teammates that, you know, on different teams that knew I smoked or would smoke with me. And it was, like I said, it's it's – not to really talk about anybody else or talking about myself, but it was it was something that happened in the NBA. You can say Stephen Jackson. You can just say it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Jack and I would. Cause he, he did. Jack and I would blow it down. You know, <laughs> that might be that might be two. Like when he and I used to smoke, it might be two joints. Yeah, it's interesting. I like the way that the NBA handles it better than the way the NFL does because it's really it's a no win situation for the league if they're suspending players for testing positive for pot. Right. Because it's not a performance-enhancing drug. No. And all it does is just bring up your league in connection with somebody doing something illegal. Right. So, like, from the league side, I don't know why the NFL tests for it besides the fact that it's just a bargaining chip. Yeah, well, I think the the reason why the NFL is so – impactful when they come down on someone who who fails a test is because they only get one test so they know going into training camp they're gonna get that one test that's how it used to be when i first came in the league where we'd get that one precinct test and it, it wasn't like they were promoting smoke but they just wouldn't test yeah. for it the rest of the year yeah. in the nba we get four random tests so like i could hypothetically still be in the because we can get tested up until the final so i could be in the playoffs right now smoke today and possibly be tested tomorrow mm-hmm. so it's really kind of like a random thing but like i said First time is you just go into the program um, for 90 days. No one's supposed to know. I think that's a lot. They probably tell your team. Second time is a $25,000 fine, and they're supposed to – now they act like you have, like, a real-life problem, like you're an right. addict or something. Right. And then the third time is supposed to be a five-game suspension. So, luckily, I retired before I got to the, the yeah. five games. Uh-huh. Until, so, you oh. were fined a lot, though, in your career. Yeah, I got fined for for that and, you know, a for, lot of for, for really – I lost a lot of money sticking up for my teammates, to be honest with you. And I think the only person to ever pay for one of my fines was Kobe. Uh, you know, really? but I, yeah, I protected a lot of dudes on my team because I grew up, you know, that, you know, family is everything. So my, my dad used to teach me, you know, if your brother and sister are going to fight, you fight. Even if they win, you fight. It's your family. So I always took my teammates as my family. Right. So no one was ever direct. Maybe early on, I think people would try me to see what I was about. But once I kind of knew that trying me was you're going to be in a, for a war okay <coughs> so stopped. i have i have two follow-up questions to that because it's interesting that you say it's like family you also were on a ton of teams so what was it like when you're maybe have bad blood with a guy or mm-hmm. shit talk a guy and mm-hmm. then the next year you're his teammate you know what's what, what's what's weird about that is i think i think early on you kind of get you kind of judge people before you know them and you know you, when you play against them, and then getting the chance to know, like JJ Redick, like I didn't, I didn't thought JJ Redick was a dickhead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just straight up until I got a chance to play with them, and one of the coolest dudes I've ever met, and, and still friends to this day. So yeah. I, I think you know I have other stories 
where guys I just thought were a certain way, probably like people kind of think I'm a certain way, and then they meet me like, oh, this dude's kind of chill. He's right, cool, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, whether we had bad, bad bud in the past, but we weren't teammates, once we were teammates, we were family. And then the other question off of that is, do you think that, like, that enforcer, bad boy, whatever you want to call it, role has kind of gone away in the NBA because it feels like it has. Like, yeah. There's not a lot of guys you can point to like, yeah. don't go with that guy. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it has. I think the, the physicality as a whole is, you know, kind of like on a f- powder puff flag football level right now, mm-hmm. which which is unfortunate. Uh, but I understand where the NBA is going. They want to see more scoring, so they kind of take the defense and the physicality out of the game and, and call a bunch of fouls. So, you know, the people who really just enjoy playing defense and enjoy physical play, like that game is kind of long gone. Right. Who is your favorite player to shit talk? You know, you know the one thing about me is I never really was a shit like, I'm just going to shit talk you. Like, if you start talking shit to me, I'll talk back. Right. But I was never like, I always just, because I, I was I grew up a football player, so my mentality was just to always play hard, no matter what, no matter who I was, you know, because I was always yeah. guarding the best player. So it was never really like a, a back and forth, like, shit talking situation you know kobe and i got in a couple scuffles and that's how we kind of end up becoming teammates because he's just like you know anyone crazy enough to fuck with me is crazy <laughs> enough to be my teammate you yeah. know so that's how we became um teammates I'm, gl- uh, I'm glad you brought up kobe because i need to get to the bottom of something so for years and years we all thought that you put that ball in kobe's face and he didn't flinch a bit and yeah. then about a year ago we got some alternate angles. Some right. new information came Who to light. Digging up that kind of that that kind it's of wild. stuff. It's I don't weird, know. Right? Service journalism, right? And it looks from the other angle like he. It's not like the ball was right in his face. You you kind of pump faked it to the side, and he didn't move his head. What is your recollection? The of ball's that right in his face. Yeah, you put right. that in his face on purpose. Yeah. So you got punked. Uh, I, I guess if he didn't, you know what I mean. Like my the thing that happened was like if you. We were just going back and forth, and that was later in the season going into the playoffs um, in Orlando and in the Lakers had just played in the finals the year before. So it was kind of like, okay, we're, 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 you know, we're strapping up to see these guys in the finals. And playing against Kobe since I was at UCLA, he's just – he tries to mentally – take over i mean he's already physically more gifted than anyone else but he tries to mentally kind of like mind fuck you type stuff and so he'll do little elbow you grab you cheap shots and i just and i kept for some reason getting called for it. i'm just like man fuck, we're about to fight you know f- fuck the game for whatever like we're about to go at it and it was just something that happened like it wasn't like all right i'm gonna fake the ball in his face type mm-hmm. situation like i just did it right you know what i mean so the, the fact that he didn't flinch um He's probably the only person in the world that probably wouldn't flinch. By probably him and Mike Tyson, and uh, he just didn't flinch. Was but that I, I did put it in his face. Like I said, it wasn't something that I planned or even thought about, so I didn't even think about it at the time that he flinched. Right? You know what I mean? It's like that. that it didn't even cross my mind. Um, you know, after the game, and it's been talked about for the last ten years. Right. You know, realizing that you know the if you fake a you know if I fake something at, at your guy over here he might flinch. Hank you know, but the flinch. Right. Yeah. You so know, it's because it's become a gift, right? And it lives on forever, right? You know what I mean? But the fact that I put a ball right in his face and he didn't flinch is just like I said, it's he, he's one of the rare ones. So on Kobe, you you mentioned uh, earlier that he was the only teammate of yours to pay one of your fines. Yeah, that's really interesting because yeah. Kobe doesn't feel like that type of teammate. Everyone, yeah. every story about Kobe is. He's maybe surly. He's very competitive. He's you know it's Kobe's way, and he's kind of isolated, uh-huh. similar to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you guys had a deeper relationship. Yeah, Kobe that. and I were cool, man. I, I think once we became teammates and got to see him on a day to day basis and just chat him up, he, he he's real cool and real down to earth and very personable. But I just think he gives off this persona as just a straight killer, which mm-hmm. he is. You know what I mean? But if you're able to kind of peel the layers back. 
Very cool. I mean, for an example, he's you know, I took my my twins turned ten last November, and uh, you know, he he worked them out for for their birthday. You know, what I mean, so I took them out to Orange County and and surprised them and little stuff like that. Then after that, he sent their whole team shoes and warm ups and all that kind of stuff. So Kobe is a real cool dude. I just think the persona he puts off. Uh, was always just you know it's game time type situation, but right. when he's chilling, he's chill. What is Kobe like as a personal trainer for ten year olds? I, I gotta expect that he's just incredible, as intense. Yeah. incredible. You know, what I mean, like the, the little skill work they were doing, and then he made him run at the end, and one of the twins didn't want to, and he made him, and I loved it. You know what I mean? So it was just his attention to detail; it, it doesn't waver no matter how old you are. And I, yeah. I think that's great. Um, so, do you, have you ever looked back at all the fines that you had and like counted them up? And then, like, yeah, I think. Well, someone else did it for me. I think it was like six hundred, like around six hundred. Damn! Crazy. That sucks. Ridiculous. That yeah. Sucks. Where does that money go? I, that's what I want to know. Like, yeah. I, I feel like if you're taking my money, you're going to take it. I should be able to say where you know. I should be able to pick the charitable cause or send it to my charitable cause. You know, who knows where that 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 money went? Probably yeah. David Stern's pockets. Was yeah. there a specific ref that uh, like you knew was going to uh, be like, oh, this guy does not like Matt Barnes. It's going to be on tonight. Because there's a lot of stuff about, you know, the Rockets had their whole yeah, thing with the refs. Scott Foster, yeah, yeah. He, he's a dick. Um, <laughs> he's always been a, He's just really arrogant. Um, but I just think overall, you know, I, I think, you know, you earn a reputation whether good or bad. And I earned that reputation. So my fuse with the refs wasn't very good. I think the, the, the further along I got in my career, it, it improved because I got to know him on a first-name basis and really talked to him. But um, I wouldn't change anything. It's just I, I'm that competitive while I'm playing. So if I get a T here and there, I'm not tripping. Right. So you said you played football. What position were you? I was a receiver. So I was football is actually my first sport. I was recruited by everyone to play football. Uh, I led the nation in touchdowns. I was All-American my senior year. Um, I just looked at longevity and figured, okay, if I got a chance to go pro, probably it would last longer in basketball. And it worked, yeah, I guess you made the right choice. Way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's right. interesting because I would definitely describe your style of play as – if you're in a college gym and you see the basketball team come in mm-hmm. and play pickup against the football team, yeah, 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 against the, yeah, the football team comes in yeah. to play like a, a little shoot around against the basketball team, yeah, like very physical, not like you're you're not uh, shooting the lights out, even though I think mm-hmm. you're a pretty good shooter, right? Mm-hmm. But they just get in there and they just go to work. play hard, yeah. They that's go to all work, it is. you yeah. know. what I mean, like I I grew I played tackle football on the streets when I was little. You know, my dad you know made it all the way up the ranks and and was cut by the 49ers. So football came first. Basketball didn't really come around until I played here and there but I started taking it serious like in junior high going into high school but football was from from the jump Um, and I just think that that mentality that toughness that mindset is what I just played my whole career and I think it helped me throughout my career obviously you know being able to last as long as I did yeah were you responsible for Kevin Durant going to Golden State How'd you guys? Uh, so I was talking. Yeah, we, there was. Yeah, her, him and I were talking. I remember. I remember because I was with uh, you know the Clippers and he was with OKC and we'd always battle. And I used to always just tell him, you know, the only person in the world could stop you is Russell Westbrook. Yep. You know I me. Mean, your in teammate. In 2014, you said that. So to I used him. to tell you him. The yeah, I used to tell him that all the time. And then the thunder we. Versus the thunder. Yeah. Yes. And then we started talking, and he's just like, you know. Where are you going to go? And I'm just like, let's let's go to the Warriors. You know what I mean? And then obviously like, that thing you told me in 2014. Yeah. I've been thinking so about obviously, it for three uh, years. You know, I think Draymond and Steph got involved, and I think even Clay said it, two or three words. Um, <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, they just ran out of money. Right. You know what I mean? So it was crazy because then I ended up signing the three year deal with Sacramento. Um, they trade Boogie and prove that they're not trying to win no more. And I, you know, I told Vladi like, you know, I don't have too much time to help re- you know rebuild. So what they they basically bought me out and. KD gets hurt like after that, like the day after I get bought out, and I end up in Golden State. Did you ever? Did he ever bring that up that you said that to him? Uh, no. Like I said, I mean, we, we we're cool, so we talk about a lot of stuff. But I think you know, 
whether I was the one that turned on the light bulb or he already had it in his head, I just thought that he would be dope with with Golden State. Yeah. Were you, yeah. Su- were you surprised with how quickly he fit in at Golden State? I think because he's a special – he's a selfless superstar. You know what I mean? I think you could tell that with Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he should have been the one taking most of the shots all the time, but it wasn't really that was the case. And I think with Golden State, too, I think people don't understand, like, you know, Steph and Clay are playing so amazing now that KD went down. But with the team that's that loaded, everyone has to kind of take a step back. And obviously, KD is is the best player in the world, so he doesn't take as much of a step back. But you know, other guys do. But he's selfless, you know, so he can kind of fit in and blend in anywhere and, and be just as effective as you need to be. You also keep in touch with all those guys because uh, I saw that you, when KD and Draymond got into some, you know, that fight that they had, that I think Draymond ended up getting mm-hmm. uh, suspended by the team. You texted both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And what what did you think, like, what went wrong there in that part of their relationship? Um, it, it's hard to say not being there. But I just think, you know, knowing Draymond, he, he we're very similar from a standpoint. You know, we play with our heart on our sleeve and we're, we're, we're emotional and, and we lead by example. But also, you know, we have the ability to tell anybody anything because I think we play so hard that people respect that. You know, I was never the most talented or highest paid player on my team but when I spoke guys listened because I just played so hard I think it's similar to Draymond you know what I mean so you know his gift is his curse sometimes being too passionate and over the top and obviously the things he said is you know not things you should probably say to another grown man especially right. a teammate right um you know which would probably rub KD the wrong way but I think at the end of the day KD knew Dre well enough to understand that what he said was messed up. He shouldn't have said it. Obviously, he apologized or whatever. But you know, it's not something that's going to hold up this this championship train, right? Since you know that whole crew, who do you, well? Do you think that KD is going to want to come back, or you think he's out? I don't know, man. Uh, you hear a lot. You hear you you hear speculations of him and Kyrie coming out here. You hear uh, him and Kawhi going to the Clippers. Um, and then to me, why not just win as many championships as possible with, you know, with yeah. that team, you know? So I think the only thing that can possibly detour him, and we don't, this is something I don't, we don't really talk about, but I'm saying no matter what he does with Golden State, it's going to be Steph's team, Steph's legacy. And could you feel that? You know, he was, he was the one drafted there, and, and Steph is kind of like the golden child of the NBA. Right. You know what I mean? With all due, with, with, and it had, he should be. Um, but I just think if, if there was anything that kind of maybe – Maybe not. I wouldn't even say bother him, but just kind of I want to do it on my own type situation. I t- think that would be the only thing because, like I said, they went three in a row. They went four. They went five. This is Steph Curry's team, and you know they they are fortunate enough to get KD. Right. And and you mentioned Clay earlier. They throw in a few words. I'm fascinated by Clay because every time he gets hot, it's like the, I actually think it's the more the, yeah more fun to watch than, than Steph anybody or KD or than anyone. anybody because it's almost like an unconscious yeah. level where he's not he even lets thinking. It go. he's not dribbling he's yeah. not doing to all he's doing is shooting the ball from anywhere and it's going in and he has those shots where the rim I mean the uh, net doesn't even move it's incredible what what type of guy is Clay is Clay he, is super cool down to earth chill uh, you know once you get him to open up funny in his own way without kind of trying to be funny just a funny dude and just really go with the flow and, and I, I don't think people most people do but some people don't know how important he is to that team because you got to think every single game he's the one taking the other players you know the, the best, best player, guard yeah. which is you know saving Steph's legs to have these 40 and 50 point games and 33 points and a half because Steph is you know Steph is guarding maybe the third or fourth option because Clay is guarding you know the killer right that's right. interesting yeah um, out of all the places that you played over your career, what is the best sports town? Good question. Thank you. That is a good question. I know. Thank uh, you. you know, it's hard. I mean, I loved playing in L.A., 
but there's so much to do in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bay was amazing. Even the first time around when I was in the Bay, when we, we you know we only made the first, we won the first round that we believe team, but the, the support there was insane. So I would probably say the Bay. Yeah, okay. I'd probably say the Bay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to do something with you here because you played for so many teams for so many years that you have maybe the best resume of teammates. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to list them by position, and mm-hmm. if you can, you tell me who's the best. Yep. In that position, and if you have a story about any of these yep. guys, throw it out there. So, point guard, you played with Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Chris Paul, and Baron Davis, and Allen Iverson, and Allen Iverson. Well, I put him under shooting guard, but yeah, okay, yeah. Best pure score, Steph. Okay. Um, best all around point guard I ever played with Baron Davis. Really? When he's healthy, no question. When if Baron Davis would would have had a, a healthy career. He'd be talked about as one of the greats. There's no question about Interesting. that. Okay. Allen Iverson was a killer. You know, yep. someone so small being able to do what he did and, and go against Giants. You know, um, Steve was just the ultimate get my guys going first and pick and choose my spots. And then Chris Paul is probably one of the most competitive people next to Kobe that I've ever played with. Okay. So shooting guard, we'll skip over because you already talked about Clay and Kobe. Uh, uh, small forward, Kevin Durant and Paja. Asia six ten would just <laughs> just shoots that thing, uh, but you know Kevin Durant to me is 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 the best player in the world right now, and, and will probably go down as one of the most efficient, effective, offensive players we've ever seen. Do you think he's online too much? No, I don't mind it. You know, I mean, I, I think it's hard to judge situations like that because we hear and see everything, even though people think we're super busy and then you shouldn't pay attention, block it out. But then to, until you have everyone talking shit to you or yeah. everyone trying to pull, you never really know how you're going to react. And I'm someone that obviously not on Katie's level, but when, you know, people come at me about like family or my kids or something like I'll shoot right back at them. You right. know what I mean? To me. I didn't agree with the burner account. Like to me, if you're going to say it, just say it from your account. Like, right. you know, people think they can say anything to us because we've, we're on a certain level, which is, is not because at the end of the day, we're all men, you know, we're yeah. all human. So I don't mind him being online. I okay. agree with you. I think most players, they, they have to look at some of that criticism. It's yeah. impossible to escape right. it. Yeah. And his only crime was kind of getting caught responding to it. When a lot of people, they just pretend like they don't see it and they're like, oh, I can't respond. Yeah. But then that bubbles up inside yeah. you and it creates like different problems. Right. Well, you. I used to like go online and, and look for people talking trash before games to kind of get motivated. <laughs> to be, I like honestly, that. Because, you know, I was the one, you know, on the other team that I always got. It was funny because I'd get booed everywhere we went. And my kids started traveling with me at the end. They're like, Daddy, why do you always get booed? I'm just because it's like, you know, daddy and my kids liked wrestling at the time. I was like, daddy's like the undertaker going against Hulk Hogan every time. Like they boo me because I do a good job, you know, because they, they don't like me because I'm going to do I'm going to try to go beat up their best player, so to speak, right. or lock their best player down. Like, oh, OK, so they they boo you because you're good. I'm like, yeah, they boo me because I do a good job. Yeah, that's a good way to spin, you it. know, so yeah. um, it just yeah. it just kind of is what it is. Um, all right. Power forwards loaded. Pow, Amari Stoudemire, Chris Webber, Blake Griffin. And Draymond, now let me just tell you right now, we're personal friends with Blake Griffin, so you better say no, something no, nice about BG him. No, is my big cat's my guy. Okay. Uh, all Did you just call him big cat? Big cat, that's his nickname. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. That's, we're gonna have to, I'm going to uh, have to have words with him about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Chris Weber should be a Hall of Famer, 20, 2010 guy, uh, very skilled. Um, Blake, probably one of the most incredible athletes I've ever been around and, and probably has – 
the fullest package out of all those guys, which you can do. It kind of sounded yeah. weird, yeah. but to be able to do everything, you, you know what I mean? From, nah, okay. from, from being, a, you know, from good for you, be, Blake, being a point Shout forward out. to be able to shoot, to be able to pass, to be able to post up, play defense. Uh, Blake probably had it all. Um, who else did you say, Chris? Yeah, uh, Amari and uh, Draymond and Powell. Amari was a monster. Amari did you ever get monster. in a wine bath with him? Never. Never got in a bath with no other man. Uh, Amari was a monster. When he first came in the league, he was taking over. Um, Pow smell? Pow looks like a guy who smells. I, I, I didn't sniff Pow. Some, okay. I, I, I mean, some Euros I play with, man, they would get in the shower and be out the fucking shower before the water hit them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you make, you make too much money to be smelling like a bum's nutsack. Pager. Yeah. Pager seems like so, that. Uh, Pow is very talented, very skilled. Very skilled. And then uh, Draymond. Draymond is the the ultimate glue guy. I don't think people realize how important he is to that franchise. You know, you can lose certain pieces and, and still be okay, but he holds everyone accountable. Um, you know, just a, a real blue-collar worker that has mastered that, that point-forward position. Yeah. All right. Last last up center, Dwight Howard, Marcus Gasol, and DeMarcus Cousins. It's crazy how many good players and you Shaq. played with. And Shaq. Uh, Boogie's the most skilled Big man I ever played with. Temperamental? Yes, but I love that about him. Okay. You know, I, and I think Golden, going to Golden State for, for for many reasons was the best thing in his career because he's gonna he's never been on a winning team in the professional ranks. So I think to see how you act day-to-day as a, as a winner and a professional, I think that'll help him mature. Um, Shaq, I'm for, I, I got to battle against Shaq when he was Shaq, but when I played with him, he was Shaq in Phoenix, and he was you know kind of on the backside. Shaq great just, guy. Yeah, great guy. The biggest seven foot child I ever met, like a practical joker to the utmost. Um, Did you ever see his feet? Horrible feet. Awful. Oh Gross. shit! Horrible. LeBron's feet. got bad feet too. Horrible feet. Bobby Jackson probably has the worst feet I've ever seen. Like his toenails <laughs> are the same color as his black table right here, and they're like three inches <laughs> thick. Disgusting. You need like a, a chainsaw to cut them things. Oh fuck. Um, yeah. So you said so. It was and Marcus Shet, was Marcus Gasol, yeah. very skilled, big. Very intelligent. Um, throw his good. ass in you when, when he's yeah. boxing you out. Big, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize how big he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just going through that list of people, it's impressive. How many teams did you play for? Uh, eight teams, and I played for a couple teams twice. Eight teams. Yeah. At, mm-hmm. at what point, when you get to a new town, do you think it's okay for me to lay down some roots here? Um, To me, I... I I never really got a chance to really show my full potential, I think, until I played with the Clippers where I was consistently playing all the time and I was playing at the end of the games and I was, you know, kind of known for a 3 and D kind of guy. Um, I laid down roots where I liked, you know what I mean? So I, no matter what, I always had somewhere a place in L.A. and I always had a place up north, whether that was Sacramento or the Bay. So it's still the same now. I have a house in L.A. and a house in the Bay. So those are the only places I really felt, because I'm a straight California dude. So yeah. if I ever, ever had to play at a state, it was always temporary. Right. I right. was I was reviewing some film on you earlier today <laughs> and the scuffle that you got into, the fight you got into with Rayford Austin. Uh-huh. When you were on the Suns, he was on the Rockets. That fight included you, Steve Nash, Ray for Austin, Tracy McGrady, and Shaq mm-hmm. coming in pushing people around. Mm-hmm. But I was mostly impressed with Steve Nash being like five foot eleven. He pulled like the Van Gundy and in, in the in the uh, <laughs> yeah. or the Larry Johnston in the yeah, yeah. morning. He, he just held on to his foot. So um, can you walk us through what happened in that fight and then like the aftermath? You know, like like we said earlier, like how long did it take you to you know bury the hatchet if you ever did after that? Um, it was just he hit me with the cheap shot. He hit me in the balls um, the time before down. 
So the next time he tried to set a screen, I tried to just run him over like a football player, and I didn't get to run him all the way over. I kind of just was able to kind of throw an elbow at him. And then just the unfortunate thing in the NBA and with me is if you throw the first punch, you're going to get fined heavy. So I was always – I was ready to fight, but I wouldn't want to throw the first punch, especially with me. The First of all, they probably try to put me in jail, but I know that's like a six-figure fine for me. Right. So I figure if, if I get someone – if I'm going to fight someone and they swing first, and retaliation is I got to re- protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was crazy because, uh, you know, it was just a lot of chest bumping and pushing. But, like, when Shaq pushed the whole pile of, like, ten people, it was crazy. Like, Shaq pushed one person, like, the whole momentum of the pile yeah, like, right. went towards the, the stands. Like, right. Shaq is just so big and powerful. It was crazy. But yeah. I've been knowing Rafer for a long time because my AU team was based out of Fresno when he was out that way. So it was never like a if I see you again type shit. It, would yeah. do, it just never went that far. You know what I mean? So – Nothing's yeah. been spoke of since, really. Okay, so my last question, SeatGeek question. Put in promo code TAKE. You get $10 off your SeatGeek purchase. Speaking of beefs, are you still – where are you at with Derek Fisher? Derek? Fade on site? No, no. Um, like I said, the, the fight had to go down. To me, people don't really understand the situation. Like, I divorced my ex-wife, and then she was hurt, mad. I, I think she was kind of at the similar – you know, place in our, our, our relationship with me just kind of, I think we both realized like the ships had sailed. Mm-hmm. So I just took the first step and, and divorced her. Um, and then whether it was spite, vengefulness, whatever the situation was, she ends up messing with him, but I don't hear about it. You know, and to me, you know, I, I know that once we're done, she's going to find someone else. But I think from a standpoint of, you know, if we're teammates, right. just at least have the respect to come say something to me. You know what I mean? So I think that's fair. I didn't agree so much. I mean, I didn't agree so much with him dating my ex-wife, but what really pissed me off was he was living, staying in my house with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to me, everyone knows how important my kids are. So, and he has twins that are a year or two older than my kids. So like just if the roles were reversed, which I would never do, but you know, imagine me just kind of going playing dad with your kids. You right. know what I mean? Like that shit's not right to anyone. So that's what uh, prompted me to, um, you know, put a couple hands on him. Um, <laughs> Driving ninety five, right. uh-huh. so and that's another lie. So, so Kanye <laughs> rapped about that shit, but I didn't. I mean, it blew up. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I drove ninety miles. Like, no, I drove from Marina Del Rey to Redondo Beach. It was like fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. So, so it wasn't. Short, yeah, short ass. It wasn't. Kicking. Yeah, but I don't. He yeah. somehow it was. I drove ninety miles, and it, it, it's it's urban legend. Um, <laughs> it's a lot funnier you to keep think it up, about, right? Yeah. To think yeah. that I'm gonna like drive an hour and a half, yeah. hour and forty five like minutes, up gas, that mad, yeah, right? You grabbed like, like a, a Mountain Dew on the way. A lot of energy. Like really thought about it. Injected into my veins. Got a couple. Like bags of combos, yeah. Yeah. Like, on right. the road, changing the radio station, right. staying mad. So, so what, what? Actually, what what kind of squashed it for me it was, you know, he's still with my ex, and they're planning to get married, and I have no problem with them the best. But after that happened, my kids liked him, you know, because Derek was cool outside of the snake movie pulled on. You know, right. to me, he was a cool teammate. You know, someone responsible, and to me, I, that's someone I would want my kids around. If you're right. going to go out there, like I want someone that I know will take care of and keep my kids' priority first. But my kids are like, you know, Dad, we really like Derek, and we think you guys should become friends. So it was a, to a standpoint where we wouldn't say nothing because I would come home in the off season. He was with my ex, so he would be at their football games and their basketball games, and it was just awkward. Like, I would come in, he would leave, or I'd come in, he'd have his head down the whole time. Like, never just come say nothing to me. So after one of their football games, like, all the parents are walking back to the car, and it's my turn to take the twins for my ex, so we have to go get a bag from her car, and Derek is kind of like – Please don't kick my ass. 15 feet behind us, just kind of walking slow, and I'm just like, 
yo, come here for a second. And everyone kind of like, <gasps> right. fight him again. And I just kind of pulled him to the side and kind of basically explained what I, you know, to me, messing with my wife, it's whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, you being around my kids and not telling me was the reason why we got into this altercation. And, you know, he said his little piece and we shook hands and we've been cool ever since. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I wish them Good nothing ending. but the best. Yeah, yeah I wish yeah. them nothing but the best. Yeah. All right, my last question, since uh, you played in the NBA, we're contractually obligated to ask you a LeBron question. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you think people don't want to play with LeBron James? Because he's an alcoholic? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, sorry, we don't say that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you, he, every time you hear it is from a source or someone close to. You know what I mean? If you right. don't want to, like, I I find it hard to believe. I think the only thing, superstars are different. I've never been a superstar, so I can't think like a superstar. But I, I know some superstars are kind of ego driven. So you know, playing with LeBron, no matter how good you are, it's going to be his team. So that mm-hmm. would, I think that would be the only knock with some guys holding the back, like talent-wise, because he's on the backside of his career, still one of the better players. He's not the best to me. He's not the best player anymore. So you play with someone like KD or you have a Kawhi play with him, guys that are better than him, but it's still LeBron's team. I don't know if that bothers guys or not. Yeah. But like I said, I can't really – to me, he's a – you know, one of the, obviously the, one of the greatest players of all time, top three. Him, Kobe, and MJ are all in that mix to me. Um, past, you know, past first guy who's top ten on the scoring list in the assist list. I would have loved to play with someone like LeBron, um, but like I said, I was a role player, so I can kind of fit in anywhere. But as far as other stars trying to play with them, I mean, that would be the only thing I can think of. But most of the time, I think people just try to create stuff to talk about to kind of rain yeah, on do. the parade. Hand up. So. I mean, that's, <laughs> why I, that's literally why I our asked job. That's part, yeah, that's LeBron gives us game. like 25% of our content. Yeah, so. no, I mean, he's a, yeah. it's, <laughs> a lot A lot comes with being one of the greatest. Yes, it's yeah. true. Um, all right, Matt Barnes, thank you so much. This is a ton of fun. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. That interview with Matt Barnes was brought to you by CBDMD. CBDMD is a leader in the CBD oil industry. They offer a wide variety of premium CBD products from tinctures to gummies to topicals. They have it all. Their products are all USA organically grown, and they utilize a hybrid broad-spectrum process. They're THC-free, and they come at an affordable price. Yeah, that's right. And they have independent third-party testing to ensure nothing but the highest quality CBD. A lot of companies out there don't do that. They will give you peace of mind knowing that you are getting Pure CBD. CBD oil from CBDMD has the power to help unlock a naturally better self, offering an all-natural approach to traditional pharmaceutical CBD's beneficial properties can assist you with stress, chronic pain, trouble sleeping, and more. Want to make your honeydew list a little less stressful? Are you sore from a full day of dad duties? Try CBD oil from CBDMD and grab that world's greatest dad coffee mug and cape, or world's greatest mom. Good for moms, too. I'm told, go to cbdmd.com, enter promo code TAKE for 25% off your order. You okay, Hank? Yeah, I'm great. That, that, you order, just, that order is so good, I literally cannot believe that it. That deal, Hank fell, right out of, it. Hank fell out of his chair because he could not believe that you could get 25% off your order at cbdmd.com, enter promo code TAKE, that's cbdmd.com, promo code TAKE, and tell them Hank sent you by falling off his chair and moaning. The interview is also brought to you by the Barstool Store. We've got a Memorial Day collection. We have released our Memorial Day merch items. We've got all sorts of new part of my take stuff, new part of my take shirts. Part I of highly my take recommend pink, the, pint glasses. the yep. Travis Matthew Barstool hats. Great, great, great hats. Hank recommends the Travis Matthew highly Barstool recommend. hats. How many first names does that guy have? Two. Just the two? You know his middle name? No. So you don't know? It's actually uh, Rosenberg. Okay. 
So that's uh, probably just two then. Get drinking with all the Barstool drinkware and limited edition Viva La Stool Orchid coolers. Be the ultimate grill master at your barbecue with the Barstool grilling set. They've got a huge collection of limited edition Barstool USATs. Go to store.barstoolsports.com to shop now. Order it now and get it in time for Memorial Day weekend. Okay, let's get to some segments. Uh, We should also mention... Uh, Barstool Gold, you can download it. You can get it, barstoolgold.com slash PMT. We have our interview with Goddess Aviva, and we have an interview coming up with a groundskeeper, which actually should be very interesting. So we're doing something a little different. You can also watch every single one of these Pardon My Take podcasts. When we go on Grit Week next week, we're going to get some awesome interviews, some awesome videos. You're going to want to watch Monday's episode on video. And you can do it at barstoolgold.com slash PMT. Okay, uh, first up, locker room talk. Lamar Odom, he had sex with 2,000 women. Not that much when you think about Wilt, but he got addicted to porn so much that he got he got to the end of the internet. He watched every porn video on the internet. So he kissed the, the wall and came back. At the time, yes. yes. That's super impressive to do. So he's, he is like the Wilt Chamberlain of his own hand. Right. He jerked off his own penis 20,000 times. I kind of feel bad for Lamar Odom. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess as all right. Let me rephrase that. I feel as bad for Lamar Odom as as bad as you could feel for a man who's had sex two thousand times and watched every porn video on the internet and made millions and millions of dollars. Mm, yes, probably squandered it. Uh, yeah, 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 probably, probably. probably. I was just thinking about. I mean, it. I was like, those go hand in hand, kind uh, of thing. When you almost die at the bunny ranch, when you do die at yeah. the bunny ranch and come back. Uh, that would lead me to believe that you're not making the most financial in the sound on, decisions. Yeah, and the encore is watching every porn video. Yeah, but yes. he's but he's okay, and he's telling the tale about it. Just wrote a book. Okay, so maybe he's got the money again. Yeah, that's got a nice little advance out of that. Enough, yeah, enough to go visit that bunny ranch. Again. This is a wild thing to just throw out there. Two thousand times, two thousand different women is a lot. I'm trying, doing the math right now of how many times I've had. I would have to live to be. Um, how old was Moses? Uh, four hundred and fifty years. Yeah, old. about about his age. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that would do it. Yeah, probably you'd be old. I would, yeah, you know. Well, but at some point you get so old that it's a novelty. You get famous for being old. True, and then you you can find girls that have like any a, sort of fetish if you're yeah, famous enough. Like a circus act. Yeah, come fuck the old guy. Exactly. Yeah, that that actually that worked for Hugh Hefner for the last like twenty years of his life. Yep, and at some point in your life you would get rich if you lived to be four hundred years old. I would assume. Yeah, I would say so. You, you just play the lottery every day. Just buy a shitload of penny stocks, play the lottery every day. You're going to strike it rich. Buy you're, Bitcoin. You're, you're going to have a solid five to six months in there somewhere. Right. And then you, at that point, you make up all the lost Get hot. Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. get gambling hot for a couple months. Uh, all right, we have a respect the biz at Beth Page Black. Uh, on lo- Oh, on Long Island, in Long Island? On. In. In, in inside, Long Island. Inside Long Island. A lot of people mad about that. Don't care. I tried to tell PFT in real time. That's something I don't care about. It's in Long Island. You're, wait, you're in line, and you're so you're in Long I can't Island. Do too. this. I can't do these things. I say we were in Long Island. We were oh. standing in Long Island interviewing Brooks Kepka. We were inside the island. Yes. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. Either way, what were we even talking? about? We're talking about the uh, the setup that the PGA Championship has for. Let's journalists. say you're swimming in the ocean and you swim and you get onto the. To the shore, right? Would you say you're in the shore? No, you're down the shore. Yeah, no, I'm on. That's I'm another on the mix. shore. I'm standing so on the shore. You're on the no, island. No, you're down the shore. No. Hank. So if, but I, that's when you're I, in the ocean and you're swimming too long. If I had gone, and you get onto the water. You are now. Wait, wait, on, no, no, you're you're in the water. You're in the water and you right. get onto the shore. <laughs> yeah, 
onto the beach. No, you, you're in the water. Onto you get, the island. You get yes. down the shore. On Long Island. No, right. because when you get on, when you get in the it's shore. An but we we took a train there. If I had swam there, then you're right. I would have been on the island. Bridges? No, you know I was, bridges. Yeah, but I, we took a train there, so I was. Yeah, in, we know about. Bridges. I was always on well, there. You're acting. I was like in there. You can't take a bridge to an island. When? Yes, you can. I went exactly. In, I went into Long Island. All right. We didn't land in Long Island. Long Island landed in us. This sucks. I know that people like this is a. I bet you this is like a whole BuzzFeed quiz. Which which. Uh, Are you in or on Long Island? Mm-hmm. 27 times you've been in Long Island but been wrong. Which verb are you? <laughs> Take our quiz. All right, so they had media tent massages. Fuck that. Whatever. I'm off of Long Island. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm off it. All right. You're out. Yeah, You're out of I'm Long, on Long Island. Island. All right, this one's big, though. Thoughts and prayers to Colin Coward. Colin Coward is constantly going after Baker Mayfield. Now he's going after Baker Mayfield's wide receiver in Odell Beckham. He did a top 10 plays. Uh, of Odo Beckham's career, and it was just top ten moments. Moments, and it was nine things of Odo Beckham just freaking out, and then the catch. Yeah, the boat I think was number two. Okay, the hotel room was something like number four. So he's trolling. He's he's trolling. He's, he's said, trolling. He was making the argument like I don't know if we can consider him a generational talent. Right. If my dumbass brain only remembers nine weird things. Right. So only problem with Colin Coward doing that is Odo Beckham's got receipts. And Colin Coward texted Odell Beckham uh, when he was traded to the Browns and said, congrats, emoji prayer, which did not think Coward was an emoji guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Odell Beckham said, crazy. And then Coward said, kick ass, I'm rooting for you. That's a funny way to root for somebody. To just trash them? To just show. It was like the Price is Right, not the Price is Right board, the Family Feud board. Yes. So he turned into a game show of how many things he can name about Odell Beckham that don't include him rooting for him. Right. Yeah, exactly. so, yeah, I like seeing that. And then Baker jumped in, too. Went off on him. He said, once again, you're a clown. Now I know you're just trying to get me fired up. Most memorable moments. He's 26, and his greatest moments are ahead of him. You forget the kids and people he inspires. That goes much further than football. He did a Rico Bosco. There's bigger, There's some things bigger mm-hmm. than sports. Yeah. I like that by Baker. Some things are bigger than football, buddy. That's powerful. Um, I'm just going to do some of my... Top 10 Colin Coward moments off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, when he said that Sean Taylor deserved to get murdered. Okay. After he got shot. How about when he said uh, Puerto Rican people are stupid and can't manage. Ba- uh, Dominicans Dominican are stupid people. and can't uh, manage baseball teams. Yeah, that was another good one. Mm. How about when he got his shit pushed in by LeVar Ball? Ooh, that was good. How about when he dyed his hair after he moved to uh, uh, Hollywood and tried to pretend that he didn't? That's a good one, too. So those are three great memories yes. of Colin Coward that we have just off the top of our off head. Top. Oh, and I have one more, actually, PFT, because this one is just I'm going to roast Colin Coward by reading Colin Coward's words back to him. Okay. Nike is so upset with Zion staying with Pelicans, they're changing their slogan to just don't do it. That's fucking good. So, Colin Coward, I just use your words against you, you loser. Yeah. We're Suck firing it. up. We're we're firing today. I'm fired up. About we are Colin fired. Coward. I don't I like, like your, I have an oxygen mask. I don't like the little the how your nose turns up at the end. You what? Could, you could oh Colin Coward. Yeah. You, you uh, could, I was like, what is what, no Colin Coward? You could jump a, a ski person off that thing. <laughs> I could catch forty meters off Colin Coward's nose. Cow turd. We'll rat. be in L.A. if you want to talk to us man to man. Yeah, a little rat nose. We should we should show up to his... Come on the podcast. Yeah, come on the podcast. Hey, Colin Cow- everyone tweet Colin Cowardman. Come on the podcast if you're a man. Why don't we just show up at the Fox Sports Studios Perfect. with a desk that says, Colin Coward sucks, change my mind. Come on the podcast, Colin Coward. 
change our mind. We will do a different top ten for you mm-hmm. when you come on the podcast. It'll be the same things in different order, though. Yeah, right. Your nose is going to be number one. We're just one. saying with a British accent. Um, all right, last up before we get to FAQs and Game of Thrones, we just had a quick this league because Jay Butt posted an Instagram that said uh, it was a heart emoji or said to Philly and my teammates, thank you, heart, heart. So he's gone. You this think league. that's what that means? Well, no, everyone freaked out. We're like, oh my God, Jimmy Butler's already gone. Yeah. Uh, he's so just saying thanks for a good season. He just said thanks, Philly. Thanks. He didn't say like, the, wait, was there a plane emoji? Check his bio. Is no. there a plane emoji in his bio? Because no, if hearts. so, that means that he's, well, he does travel a lot. But it I says mean, to Philly and my teammates, thank you. But it was all caps, thank you. Okay, no plane emoji in the bio. No plane so emoji. he has not taken off yet. He seems like a guy that would update that thing a lot. Has he deleted any pictures of him with his Sixers teammates? No, because he has none. Okay, none. Oh, interesting. <laughs> he has, here's a fun fact about Jay Butt. He's got more pictures with Mark Wahlberg's daughter than he does with Joel Embiid. Interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, everyone freaked out. I don't know. who. I kind of want the Bulls to resign Jimmy Butler so they can just be, like, mediocrely shitty again. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah. And just we like, can just debate get the, how good get, he is. Get out of the lottery for the next, like, 10 years. <laughs> Why not? Just go back just in time. Just good enough to not get Sometimes in Sometimes you have to go back. To move to exactly where you were, which is second round losing in a five-game series. And bring Derrick Rose back, too. Yeah, why not? Get the band back together. Um, all right, FAQs, Game of Thrones, spoilers, d- spoiler alert, we're going to do Game of Thrones preview. Yeah, I like that we're calling it spoilers and the fact that we're predicting what's going to happen because we're going to be so right. I, right, so we don't actually know anything, but we do, we're going to be right probably. Well, no, Hank will be wrong, but I'll be right. Uh, FAQ, what are your work schedules for days when you record the show versus when you don't? Do you do more prep for football season or non-football season? Special shout-out to Future Dad Cat. Love you guys. I think we do more television watching during football season, obviously, because we're watching football all day. Yep. Um, so a lot of times we'll be in the office doing That's prep. that. That's prep. That's major eye prep for us. Uh, on on NBA and NHL playoff nights, we record like around midnight. Yeah, we're typically. S- right now it's twelve twenty a.m. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say most uh, days that we record, we come in a little later, stay a lot later, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I usually pick like two days: Monday, Wednesday. Out of Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I'll leave at like four, mm-hmm. which is always like, whoa, this is normal. Yeah. So we typically get in the office about anywhere between ten and eleven. Yeah. Right? Is that about right? Ten and eleven. Yeah. And then. Till midnight on days that we record. What was the prep? Oh, yeah, we prep the same amount all year. That's maximum prep because we love you. No days off. No days off. We even prep on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. We do simulated shows. Yes. We we, we put the tape on the on the uh, rug yeah. and we run plays. Hypothetical question for Big Cat. Uh-oh. If there were to be beef between A-Rod and J-Lo versus Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari, Whose side would you choose? A-Rod and J-Lo. You don't have a financial relationship with the Cutlers. A Cutler, Jay Cutler has not responded to any of my texts in eight months. If he responded to my texts, it would get a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. I'll admit that. Um, What if it was one of Kristen Cavallari's children that sneezed on you Mm. on the the train? That would be a problem. That would be an issue. That would be an issue. Vaccinate your kids. Yes. Uh, FAQ. Is it just me? If Jay Cutler texts me back, then I'd probably be like, I love you, dude. What if Jay Cutler said... <laughs> yeah, I'd hey, be right back. I'd fall right back into that trap. What if he said, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm sorry. We're best friends again if you don't vaccinate your kids. Uh, I'd probably say no. Okay. 
I actually, definitely say no. Strong old man. <laughs> ties into this question. As huge sports fans, do you guys ever sit back and think how surreal it is that your platform has allowed you to meet so many professional athletes and even have close relationships with some? Yes. I think it's surreal for them to be able to meet me. Mm-hmm. No, it is fucking weird. It's very, very weird, and it's very rare. Like, it's just all very weird. Yeah. Because if it's one of those things where if you think about it too much, it's going to really freak you out. Like, right. it's like thinking about the universe sometimes. Right. Just don't think about how how like vast that universe is. And I'm starting to freak myself out already and how infinitesimally small we are. But uh, yeah, if you, if you just don't think about it too much, then you're not going to psych yourself out. Yeah. The one good thing is uh, I feel like if we like partied with the athletes, I think it would get like bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we were partying with our athletes that are friends, it'd be like, whoa, dude, do you think you're an athlete now? We just have them on the pod and, you know, hang out with them when they're in town. But yeah. don't, like, you know what I mean? If we were at the club with Blake Griffin, don't you think it would be like, you think you're too cool? I would just be, I yeah. don't belong here right, right. now. Right, and I'm not, like, I love Blake. I'm just saying, like, that's just a random example. But, like, it would be like, hey, you've overstepped where you should be here. Yes, that's very fair. FAQ, is it just me or is the auto qu- audio quality of Electric Avenue on Fridays a lot better than Mondays and Wednesdays? That's called Friday. Am bro. I just crazy or is this an elaborate ploy to make Friday mornings better? No, no that's just your brain just Friday. putting on a sweet fil- filter because you know it's the weekend. Yes, that's Friday. Everything sounds better on the weekend. It's actually – it actually is. It's better? I, I usually edit <laughs> Monday and Wednesday, so I have like the t- the Electric Avenue that I've always used. And then Liam will edit on Friday because of stool scenes. So he has a different like whenever whenever he downloaded the Electric Avenue, whenever he did it, he just, I guess it's just higher quality. Holy I, shit! I have I, the, the, <laughs> that's insane. The one that I've used is the one that I've used since like the Can beginning. Can we upgrade it? No, I, I don't like know. I like having the Friday version a little <laughs> okay, bit different, yeah. like a little treat. Here, verbal meme. This guy's got a good ear. Verbal meme. Uh, Monday and Wednesdays, uh, Electric Avenue. Drake. Friday is Electric <laughs> Avenue. There you go. Drake, again. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy that that guy figured it out. Too. I thought for for a second when Hank said that it was a different version, I thought that Hank wrote in the question yeah. like, to himself just to, so he could get that out there. No. no I, that, I think that person figured it out. So Mondays and Wednesdays we use the Spotify version, and then Fridays we use the title version. No, Spotify for audio files. So flip that. I mean, in theory, that's what you're saying. Yeah, Spotify's the one that's great. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, and then everything else is, is just. Still around? I don't think so. Yeah, no, it is. Title's, it is. Title's great. For no, who? No, no, no free ads, but it's actually great. Okay, great rap interviews, good podcast. Whoa, and they have all their. I mean, this is an advertisement right now, but all their <laughs> they use their masters, so it's like the it's like the highest quality. That's what PFT was saying. It's like high, uh, higher for, quality sounding it. music for audio files. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then, when you want to fuck music, so this is just a bunch of Game of Thrones uh, predictions now. Wait, all the smoke clears Why? at King's Landing. Bran comes down from Winterfell, stands up out of his wheelchair, and raises his arms and shows he's the true Night King. All of the dead rise and kill everybody, and the screen cuts to black. Is this oh, someone else wrote it in? Yeah, no. I, oh, that'd be great. That I, wasn't me. I've been that saying be that I think I think Brand's playing possum in that wheelchair. I think I, he's been able to walk this whole time. Okay, so Hank, I'm going to give you my real. So let's start first. Do you hate this season? Everyone hates this season. Yeah, I don't really care because I think because I watched it so quickly that it, I didn't have to wait. So I'm like, whatever, it's fine. I was such a big Jon Snow guy. Like the the episode when he they do the like reveal that he's. Uh, 
Rhaegar's son and yeah. that like shows him as a baby and then shows him getting king of the north like that was like the best maybe the best scene of all time like when they it shows his eyes and then it's like he does the king of the north speech well you didn't see when when Tony suffered no yeah I didn't see that so okay. I was all in on Jon John Snow on so the fact that they basically just like <laughs> made he was, him he was probably gonna die anyways because they got in a bad car accident we did say spoilers before all of yeah this. I mean he was on he was probably gonna die but maybe the ambulance would have gotten there in time and saved him Chris, he but was the, back on the H but the worst part is like Chris knew that Tony was doing it to him uh-huh. as he died yeah. so it was like betrayal at the last moment yeah that's fucked up but yeah, I was a huge Jon Snow guy, so the fact that he's been like a side character this whole season's kind of been disappointing. What if it ends just by cutting to black as Arya is about to like slit Bran's throat and then Journey starts playing? I don't understand I the Bran thing. The Bran thing makes no sense to me. The only reason that it makes sense to me is because all the betting sites have him as the favorite to do it. Okay, so here's it how it makes no sense. I'll tell you. Sense. I'll tell you, Hank. The, this I'll is give my you prediction. one theory that I read. No, that. this is my prediction, okay? I've I've said that Jon Snow is going to kill Danny. Do we agree with that? Yeah. I think Jon Snow is going to kill Danny and kill the dragon. Team Targ. Because he's going to be like, we can't have. <laughs> yeah. Because no. He, yes. Because he's, he's a Targ. Gonna, but dude. Yeah. Because the dragon trusts him. He's like, we can't have dragons in this world. Look what they did to King's Landing. I mean, he did. I mean, he just got rid of ghosts. He so. was so scared of what happened to King's Landing. So he kills Danny. He kills the dragon. But he he brings in the dragon and the dragon trusts him and everyone's like, "Yo, dude, what's up with that? Are you a targ?" And then everyone's like, "Oh shit, he's the rightful king." And he does his Jon Snow. I don't want to. I don't want to be king. All that bullshit. And then they're like, "Well, we need a king," and they elect Bran. How does Bran because fucking he knows get there? All of How history. does he get there? He's literally a walking. Uh, well, not walking. Sorry, he is a rolling history book. But the way Jon Snow is like, I don't want it. I don't want to be king. When they say like Brandon Stark doesn't even identify as a Stark, right? Exactly. He's the perfect one for the realm. He's Wait, no family. Who's, He's above everyone. Who's Jon Snow's like ride or die? Who's who's the person that he trusts the most? Ghost. Sam. No. Sam? Sam. Who's Sam? Which one's Sam? He's the nerdy the fat fatty, guy. Yeah. Who, oh, that, who that guy. finally fucked. He is a nerdy fat dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think Jon Snow would just give the throne to that fat guy at the end? Maybe. Maybe. But I think but it's, the, it's, it's the brand just because all the betting sites is like brand. I think Arya's like going to die too. Yeah. There's my prediction. Yeah, she seems like she's a likable enough character. She's got a little bit of that, uh, that's that gonna, spunk in her where she can get herself into some trouble. And that's going to be the big moment in the, like... Well, she's on that white horse. Yeah, her she's going to die. I heard that the white horse was Bran. Ooh. Because Bran can turn the, into different I things. I think the, the best, writers so the best. have kind of fucked up this whole season that it probably is nothing. It's just a white horse. That'd be pretty sweet if you were in a wheelchair <laughs> and you could just turn into like one of the fastest animals. True. The, the best theory I read that I don't think the writers could pull this off... Uh, Wow. You can't pull any of this off. They already wrote it. Bran warged into the dragon and was burning down King's Landing. Danny had no control, and Bran is secretly trying to get rid of Danny. That's why he he was the one that came forward with the truth about Jon's parentage. He was the nah, one that put that seed into the world. You know that that's Hank Spin's zone on why why his queen isn't actually bad. Yeah, nice it wasn't try, her fault. Hank. The dragon became self-aware. No, yeah. Bran warged into the dragon and okay. fucking burned down King's Landing. I'm telling you, this is exactly what's going to happen. Jon that... Snow's going to kill Danny. Arya's going to die. I don't know how. He's going to kill the dragon. He's going to be like, I don't want to be king. I'm Jon Snow. And then Bran is going to be the king. Okay. That's my prediction. What if at the very end of it, just pilgrims land just from England, and then they get off, and then everybody gets all these diseases because and they're like, they didn't have. Yeah, they're like, wait, hold on. This is our show now. Yeah. And then it's just a show about the Revolutionary War. Yeah, just it, it gradually transforms. Eventually, Paul like Giamatti that. comes out as John Adams. Yeah, I like that a lot. 
I like that a lot. Okay, that's okay. good. Yeah. Um, isn't there enough Wisteros to go around? For everyone? No. Yeah. There's never enough. Everyone wants Why a piece. Why can't they just everyone wants a piece of that shit? Why can't they just lay down their arms? Well, this is the war to end all wars. They kill the they dragon. They said that before. It would uh-huh. be tough. Or Davos. Dragon's dying, bro. What if Wolf kills John's no. dragon? John, no. Okay. What if Wolf bites the dragon in... Do dragons... I think we've covered this. Do they have dicks? No. Cloaca. What if Wolf bites the dragon in its its part that kills it? Can Wolf become Dragon's king? not going to die. <laughs> I don't know where we are right Dragon's now. not dying. <laughs> dragon's dying. No. Danny's dying. Dragon's dying. I don't know how the dragon's dying. I think Jon Snow will. But dragon's dying. Danny's dying. See ya. Love you guys. 